Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You're at home, your favorite spot, the best podcast on the planet. This is the place where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp. There she is, and the responses (laughs) are never dull. Today, we have Myrna Love. Let me tell you what she said. She says that she helps single women, wives, and moms to become amazing women of God double their income in three to six months, transform their careers to be more of a blessing to their loved ones. And now she's going to give us the exact steps because, I mean, that is a blueprint for uh, success. We're talking about God and family and love, and the residual of that is money. So let's go to work on the edge. How are you, Myrna? I'm wonderful. I'm blessed and highly favored and happy to be here. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, I got chills when you said all of that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm going to touch the screen so you can rub some of that off on me. So tell my brains how you show up in the world and a little bit about you. I, uh, again, am Myrna Love. I show up in the world just as an ordinary per- person, just striving to fulfill my God-given purpose. I am a servant at heart. And I want to pe- I want to see people do well. And my my focus is women because we have so many obligations and we take care of others more than we take care of ourselves sometimes. So just, you know, I just want, I'm passionate about guiding women in particular in how to maneuver through that space as we uh, fulfill our obligations. That's coloring in a lot of the white spaces because you said, occasionally we take care of people more than we should all the time and reduce and minimize the self-care and also the girlfriend care. I'm going to talk to you Uh about that. Friendships. I tell you, um, I'm a loyalist. You know, when I'm your friend, I'm like a Labrador. (laughs) I'm there for you. But when you betray me, I'm like a Rockwilder. Okay. And Friendships are so important because they're a choice. That's right. You you can't pick your family. You can't pick your mama and your daddy, but you can choose the people that have a front row seat in your life. And they have a lot of influence because you know that that's that person that's always talking. That's the person that you go to consult when you have a problem. You know, after you go to Jesus, you go to your friend. Sometimes you go to your friend before you go to Jesus. What is it about women and women's relationships sometimes that are, are so um, just so contentious and just so hard to, to, to gel because we need that for women to support each other. We're not a one-legged stool. That's right. And I think, uh, the issue there is, um, insecurity, a lack of confidence in Mm. oneself. Mm. And, and those, those two attributes alone, is it, it's almost like it contaminates the person that insecurity is jealousy. It's um, 
don't know, but it, it's a lot of work that they put into it instead of just loving. It's so yeah. easy to love somebody. Um, what's on my plate is not what you're going to eat. That's for me. That's for me to give. Okay. So now you work in this container of, you know, of women. And I know that you see a lot of, you know, back and forth, but you see a lot of good. How do we continue to love one another and pour the good into our relationships? You know, like I met you, you met me, you support me, I support you. We want to see each other win. Like you said, you want to support people. How do we do that as women? Take out the attribute of competition. Mm. There is enough for us all. When we remove the competition, the the level, the playing, the playing field is level. Then we're just left to support one another. We all have different gifts. We all have different talents. And the combination of those, I mean, the spread is enough for us not to feel, go back to that insecurity. The spread is just enough that you don't have to compete. The only person you should compete with is yourself. Right. Absolutely right. Because you don't know what that other person is going through. And don't take the time to pause and, and uh, you know, add love to it. It's, it's ridiculous. So now, yeah. let's talk about some other fun stuff. You said you can make people uh, increase their income in three to six months. I know that's with a side hustle. How did you get into that? And what is it? What is your secret recipe for success? So uh, I can't make them make the money, okay? <laughs> Right. I can point them to the resources okay. that can do that. So um, I got into the entrepreneurial field as a result of having been laid off in corporate America for three times. Wow. I know. And uh, at that point, uh, I said, nobody, no corporation or nobody else is going to have my destiny or my ability to make money in their hands any longer any longer. So, so I had to, I had to do something. I had to add to it. And, um, so I, I got it. I got an interest in the real estate space, um, invest the investing side. So I started out, I, I invested in myself, got the education as it relates to, um, investing in properties. So I started out as a landlord, a traditional landlord, you know, just, uh, purchasing homes, uh, in different banners, not the traditional way, not, you know, there were diff different uh, avenues to purchasing homes and just becoming a traditional landlord. Um, after experiencing that, I was like, oh, this is exhausting. I don't want nobody calling me about uh, no toilet flood. I was getting ready to say, I was getting ready to say, <laughs> I, you know what? I, and people do it all the time. My husband would be enamored with the people that would flip the houses. I said, baby, we're going to go in we're going to fix it up and then we're going to flip it and sell it. I don't want to be a landlord. And here in California, you in North Carolina, girl, they got the rent control and the tenants have more control than the landlord. And then COVID, you know, oh, well, hell, just don't, don't pay your rent. You ain't got to pay your rent. Uh, and now the moratorium is over. Well, the bank is still looking at me sideways because they want their money. That's right. The, the cold piece is when... Uh, you are a landlord and you can't go up on it. And in California, because it's so tight, 
and so compact, you have to give the tenant two months of their uh, rent. Before, uh, if you ask them to leave, you have to support them with two months worth of rent before they move. Oh, yeah, it's the law. What? It's the law. Yes, you got to give them two months worth of rent. I don't want, I got a couple pieces of property, but that's for family. And if anything happened to them or they move whatever, it's going on the market. I can't be bothered with that. So I understand what you're saying, but real estate is such a powerful tool because they're not going to make no more land. They can't. That's right. That's right. That's so right. how did you, how did you figure out, you know, what to do and, and to make money and to sleep at night? <laughs> so I pivoted, I pivoted during, like you said, during the pandemic, I looked for other strategies. So I pivoted and I went to uh, short-term rentals, Airbnb space. Um, so yeah. And I went to the rental arbitrage aspect of it rather than owning the property. So that takes a lot of responsibility off of you as it relates to the maintenance of the property itself, the expense of maintaining the property. And, uh, if you're listing on Airbnb, then there is some protection for you. If some of the guests don't do what they need to do as it relates to paying because Airbnb has already done some background work and have, and they can go through the process of getting the guests out of the home if there's is issues. Right. I, have a, I, I heard they put like, I don't know for all of them, but they have up to a million dollars worth of insurance. Three million now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, you dial back to something that you said, you are not the property owner. Are you like... um for the lack of a better term, the property manager? Are you the person am, in between the, 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 the owner and the person that's going to do the Airbnb rental? I'm only using the owner's property for my business. So the proper, the owner is not involved in the business at all. He's only allowing me to rent his property for this particular strategy. Really? So it's a win-win situation. He's going to get his rent from me. And I get the guests and make money off of the guests booking the, the properties. Well, that's innovative. <laughs> We're going to have a sideboard conversation after that. That I mean, or after this to really kind of get the, the nuts and bolts of that, because that's, uh, I don't know. I got to hear a little bit more about it, but it makes sense. But you are the person that finds the person for the Airbnb for the rental. And you deal with that person directly. I, that's correct. But you could be under a one-year, two-year lease with the actual owner of the property. That so is correct. In a way, it's kind of a sublease kind of thing. You can view it from a sublease, but we're not. If you're, if your uh, guests are coming through the Airbnb platform, you're not signing a lease. There's no right. lease involved. Sure so. Time. The yeah, so well, see, the they process put the squeeze on us here in California on that too. You know, they limiting the the Airbnbs. You can't. I heard about that. It's I'm telling you, they just don't want us to live here in California. They we got an extra tax. Uh, mile. They're trying to get a mileage tax. For mileage. Us, mileage a tax for us driving on the road. They don't want us to live here. They just don't want us to live here. I'm moving down there to North Carolina with you. Come on. <laughs> okay. So now you've got this. So are you teaching other individuals this or are you giving them a bunch of uh, options and choices when they're looking for additional revenue streams? 
I'm just giving them options and choices. However, I am considering going into the teaching mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because this is something that would need some education. Um, you couldn't just go into this willy-nilly. And you also no. have to have the right owners that would support you. And Absolutely. You have to let them know what's going on. Yes, you have to have that agreement from them to allow you to use the property for short and midterm rentals. So you are a woman of deep faith. You know, yes. you walk by faith and not by sight. Did God lead you in this direction? It had to be him. <laughs> I mean, he had to plant the seed in my spirit for it to even germinate with me, to resonate with me. Mm -hmm. So I think... Um, I, I, I'm certain that he planted the seed of entrepreneurship in my, in my spirit because nobody in my family, nobody in my family has been an, ever been an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Not until my generation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mine, <laughs> mine have been entrepreneurs, but they called it a different name. They called it hustlers. <laughs> <laughs> But there's nothing wrong with that. You've got to be able to have multiple revenue streams. And if you look at millionaires, they don't do just one thing. No, they don't. And they pay their taxes. People think they have these little side hustles. Uh, you know, well, pay me through PayPal or Venmo or, you know, Cash App. Uh, they have to report that to the IRS. Yes. And yes. so if you're on the up and up, you're going to win. But if you're not on the up and up, it's just a point and a click and they're going to take everything from you. Everything from you. Everything. And all you got to do is solve people's problems. You solve people's problems, you're going to make some money. But you got to show up and do the work. You got to. You got to figure you gotta out the strategy. With right. You got to partner with them. And you got to be. got to give good customer service. Got to give good customer service. Got to be a person of integrity. Yes. And, give and you got to show them that you care. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, if things don't work out, provide them with options and choices, even if that's giving them their money back. Mm -hmm. If it's not good money, it's not going to benefit you. That's right. They're going to stranglehold you and take you to small claims court for $500. Really? <laughs> it's going to cost you 5000 in heartache. That's right. You have to be right. You have to be right. Now, you were formerly in the financial services industry. I'm still in the financial services industry. Tell us a little bit about that. So I'm a licensed, a North Carolina State licensed life insurance agent. Um, so um, it is not our goal to sell. We educate. Uh, I'm, I'm attached to a partnership um, who our, our motto is no family left behind. And we just want to educate people because people don't understand the importance of not only having life insurance, but also having a retirement outside of your nine to five. Well, see, this is the new business strategy brains newsflash. Okay. This is a different vehicle. This is what the rich and the people in Congress do. They offset it. I done did my homework now. <laughs> <laughs> they offset into an insurance policy because you can get liquidity. That means liquid. That means you can get your money off of it. Now you have to decide on if you're going to do a whole life policy, which is the most beneficial. Um, and I can, you know, give you Myrna's uh, information. She can give you all the details, 
but it is a very viable option and it's very, very popular these days. But you got to, again, know what you're doing and what is your risk tolerance? How much are you going to take? I was looking at a certain um, vehicle in insurance where long-term care, I'm of a particular age, you know, long-term care for me and my husband over 60 is expensive. But there are other vehicles that you might want to um, look at. And the book, The Power of Zero is magic. Come on. Okay. The, the Power of Zero. Where is it at? I think it's right here on my desk somewhere. I don't know. But it is definitely giving you the tips and the tricks of what to do, what to ask for, and how to position yourself in this market. You know, we work our tails off, Myrna. Especially, I'm talking to you black folks right now. You got a little yes, property down there in North Carolina. You got some <laughs> land. You got some generational wealth. And you don't have a living will and trust. A will will not do it. You got to have a living will and trust. And now I just went to another uh, seminar the other day. And there's 12 things missing from my living will and trust that need to be incorporated. The verbiage. So that your in-laws don't get it. So that you also have a medical and a mental power of attorney. There's a lot of trickery going on right there. We done told you from the beginning of this interview, they really don't want us to win. So you got to be on top of it. And insurance is the way to go. So when you're looking for an insurance product or an agent, what are three things to gauge their level of integrity? You want somebody that's going to do what's best for you. You don't want somebody that's just trying to sell a product so they can get a commission. You want somebody brains. You want somebody whose interest is your best interest. There's, there is no one size, there's no one size that fits all. If they're not passionate about fulfilling what is best for you and your family, don't deal with them, first and foremost. If they're not passionate about assisting you, don't deal with them. If they're more concerned about pushing something on you, don't deal with them. Exactly. And looking at the total picture, know what your profile is. Don't uh, put all your eggs in somebody else's basket. That's right. You know, like I did, I can have a conversation with Myrna right now. And she knows that I know my stuff. That's I know right. what I want. I'm, I'm looking to you for your expertise. This is a, this is a marriage. That's what a financial planner, your insurance, your doctor, your spouse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go in and you have to know who you're dealing with and you have to question them, you know, and if you're not sure, question them again or go to another source and come back with some other questions. It's very important that we know what we're doing. You have had uh, all this experience, you know, with generating additional income, insurance, the financial market, but you also had time to write a book. <laughs> Tell me about that book. This book here, I partnered with other ladies. I think it was about three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen. 19 of us. Wow. A beautiful anthology. An anthology. This is a powerful testament of the resilience. And the name of it is The Image in the Mirror, 
the reflection that inspired the courage to live limitlessly. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. The only limits we put is the ones we put on ourselves. That's exactly right. Self-limiting. Mm, mm, mm. And so what was your contribution? I want you to read us an excerpt so we can get excited, get motivated. My contribution, <laughs> it, this, okay, first of all, this was the hardest thing that I did up to this point, write about my story. It was because it, uh, it, it, it caused me to have to go to places I did not desire to go. And um, my, my title is Keeping It 100, My Marriage Story. That's all I knew to write about. I, at the point that uh, we wrote the book, I was 33 years in. Mm. <laughs> I know. I'm, was 39, all I knew. I'm 39 years in. I told him yesterday, I said, I got to get in control of myself. He said, why? I said, because I'm sprung. I'm in love with you. <laughs> I gotta pull back on some of that. He said, no, girl, go on, give me full throttle, take it all the way. But 33 years, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I was a baby. I considered myself a baby. I don't know how you how many how old. I think I was 20, early 20s, whatever it was. I can't even remember the age. But um I'm gonna read an excerpt from it. And um I, I I I labeled so many. Um but I think this, this part right here will resonate with so many women, whether they are married or not, because as we talked about, we do so many things, we take care of so many others all the time that we have the tendency to, to um, neglect ourselves. Not that I was neglecting myself, but um, I just wanna read this part right here. And it's under the subtopic of family life. Um, and it goes like this. From the beginning of our union, I have managed the household. In addition to preparing meals and regularly cleaning the house, I also manage the finances, pay the bills, and make final decisions on important areas such as life and vehicle insurance coverage. I have made several attempts to transition the responsibility. I have solicited participation. Neither has occurred at this writing. And guess what? It still hasn't happened. <laughs> Being the determined person I am, I moved forward with pursuing to improve Myrna and seek my purpose. I, pursued it, I proceeded in pursuit of growth opportunities, educationally, spiritually, career, physical, etc. Hubby never attempted to interfere with any of my endeavors. He probably, even to this very day, says to himself, she always doing something. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, although I have invited him, he has never been interested in getting involved in my pursuits. My pursuits have all been focused on building a legacy for our family. Yes, to provide insight into my improvement journey, I pursued and gained in 2007 my under under graduate degree while working full-time. Beginning in 2008, there was a time span of 10 to 12 years when I was actively, uh, I actively went to the gym at least three times a week. He never joined me at the gym, never. I began my entrepreneurship journey in 2018 by investing in a real estate education and am currently pursuing the financial services. Now I'm in the financial services and I've added that, uh, let me mention, 
I'm a national mortgage loan officer now. I can serve people in all 50 states going through the process now. Okay. (laughs) My purpose is to serve. My entrepreneurial goals are servant-based. At the time, it was residential assisted living facilities, real estate. Right now, it's the short and midterm rental and helping people improve their financial position. Why I stayed married, I'm gonna read this one. One may wonder why we are still married since we are complete opposites and unbalanced. Believe me, I've asked myself the same question several times. He loves me, I love him. He loves our children and adores our grandchildren. There is not an ounce of doubt regarding that. I'm grateful. He has always been willing to work and provide. And at times, He says hurtful things and does dumb and crazy stuff, which annoys me. I've learned to respond when responses are are warranted and not react. I'm sure I annoy him. uh, I annoy him at times. We make it work. Here's what I say. Walking in freedom. The joy of the Lord is my strength. According to Nehemiah 8.10. His strength, his strength is perfect when my strength is gone. For his strength is made perfect in weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 tells us not to worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can ever understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. The enemy is after our peace and our purpose. He can't have it. I've decided he can't have it. He didn't give it to me. Therefore, he can't take it away. I have the power over Satan through my relationship with God. The Lord has given me the authority over anything that he attempts to do. It has taken years and years of growth for me to get to that point. The pain and discomfort experienced up to this point was part of my growth. I will not be distracted and will protect my peace and purpose by any means necessary. I may be the only Jesus. I may be the only Jesus reflection that my husband encounters. The goal is my reflecting and representing Jesus. Therefore, I grant forgiveness when it is not asked for. I love even in moments I struggle to like. But you know what? Love never fails. It doesn't. It it doesn't. And I get it, you know. It reminds me of that that uh, cartoon, uh, Pinky and the Brain. Somebody's got somebody got to be the machine. My husband, um, he's a strong influence, but he kind of lets me handle stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they call me the attorney of the family or the doctor of the family because I'm the one who gets my hands dirty. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't be able to do that without a strong foundation. Again, that's right. You know, right. goes to work every day. I don't have to worry about that. You know, paycheck coming in, groceries. Uh, we went out to uh, Home Goods, and he just let me go nuts. And I said, I said what did he say? Well, you was about to do. Girl, I got goose pimples. <laughs> I just went in there and just got all new pretty stuff. I was like, what? He just, uh-huh. that's wonderful. But when it comes to Again, being that strong foundation, he's the one that you turn to. He's your rock. That's right. He's going to be there. He may not want to do the mundane, you know, mechanics of this or talk to the insurance company or 
uh, talked to the mortgage company. We had some construction people out here. <laughs> I was the foreman, honey, because I was out there doing all of this kind of That's stuff. Me. Exactly. And what my husband do? Sign the check. So everybody's got their roles and roles are a lot different now. But even That's with our roles as parenting, you and I were talking about um, the, the gap that there is with children and leading them to spirituality or leading them to Christ or a religious doctrine, however people want to direct their children. But know that there is uh, a be all end all and it ain't us. That's right. And it's not how you die is how you live. That's right. And to be thankful and to be grateful for every little thing, even your trials and tribulations, those are learning opportunities. Mm -hmm. And not to be influenced by the new shiny object and all the trickery in the world, because girl, there is some buffoonery going on. Yes, it is. But if we stay on the straight and narrow and also introduce our children, at least make the introduction. You know, that is our responsibility. My daughter does not, you don't put a morsel in your mouth till you pray over it. You pray over That's the right. sacrifice, the delivery, the cook, all that. Uh -huh. Move over your head. I was looking at some uh, unhoused people the other day, living in squalor. Uh -huh. I'm saying to myself, you know, how do they go to the restroom? Uh -huh. you know, restaurants don't want you in there. That's how right. do you, you know, wash your face and brush your teeth. How do you get a drink of water? How do you get something to eat? You don't have that. And I thank God for all that because I can walk in there and get anything I want at any time. That's right. You have to share that with people. You can't be selfish. You know, I tell you, we're in some some real uh, tender times right now. You know how our mothers would always say, you're living in the last days. Yeah. Maybe I, I didn't think I was going to uh, live to see it, but I am living in the last days. COVID taught me a lot. What did COVID teach you in that in that time of silence? Oh, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you coined it silence because it was really silence for me. And right before COVID hit, uh, was a, a layoff for me. <laughs> I experienced exponential growth during that time because I had. Yes, I made a ton of money during during uh, COVID. Everybody wanted to be heard. I get you. Yeah, but mine was uh, an internal growth because I got to spend time with Myrna. Nobody was pulling at Myrna. Myrna didn't have to go to a job where she had to oversee 18 people. Myrna didn't have to report to her manager. Myrna didn't have to get in her car and drive to a job that she wasn't necessarily fond, necessarily fond of. Right. I had time to spend with Myrna. And, and that's when this, this anthology was written during COVID. That's when this was written. And um, COVID taught me not to take things for granted. Take nothing, take nothing for granted. Take no one for granted. And um, as, as we stated, God is sovereign. He knows all. And don't, do not uh, undermine that. Don't undermine that. Um, and just love never fails. Love never I fails. I appreciated my home. I, you know, because I can tell you who knock on my door. Now, I'm a very public person. 
But when I am in the comfort of my home, it's me and Mr. Magnificent. I don't mm-hmm. want a whole bunch of people around, a whole bunch of stuff. And I appreciated the air uh-huh. so much more because you didn't know who, who was contaminated. Right, yeah. <laughs> but there was a deep, um, a deep wisdom that surfaced. And I have my come to Jesus meeting that if I am unfortunately one of these people that is, you know, incubated because these folks were sick. Yes, they were. It it was crazy. They was just, you know, they didn't know what to do. They was just dying Mm -hmm. in a matter of days with so many people. And then the leadership, that's a whole nother show, uh, you know, and then the demands that were put on people too. You know, if you Mm -hmm. don't take this, there's some people that just didn't want to take it. What is the alternative? The school teachers, the school teachers didn't sign up to be mass monitors. That's right. You know, they have their issues too. The nurses, the nurses couldn't even get protective gear. Uh It taught me so much about humanity. And now that it's what, been three years, folks think that it's gone, but it's not gone. That's right. Just because you done got the jab. I heard the jab is causing complications. Who knows? I don't know. That's my disclaimer. For you YouTubers that's watching, I I don't know, okay? But what we need to do is we really need to dial back, be grateful, be thankful, get Myrna's book, (laughs) (laughs) contact her for some Airbnb uh, location. Now, are you doing it just in North Carolina or do you have access to other, other locations? I'm just in North Carolina, but I do know people. I have contacts that have them in other states, so I'm happy to refer them if they are in other states outside of North Carolina. Now, that's what I've never done. I've never done an Airbnb, and I've never been in an Uber. I've never been in an Uber either. I've never been in an Uber. I just, my husband goes, well, you used to trust a taxi driver. I said, I don't know. He said, but you can see this person's picture and all that kind of, I said, that don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. don't feel comfortable. I'll run a car. But there's uh-huh. different, you know, the world is changing. So yes. as the world evolves and changing, what are some of the things still yet on your life list that you want to explore and you want to do? I want to travel more. My husband's retired. He is now retired. I want to go outside of the U.S. now. Uh, I've been to Germany, but I want to go to other countries. Um I, um, I do like the Caribbean. I'm very partial to the Caribbean. <laughs> That's fine. Well, yeah. you, Europe is amazing. Europe is amazing. And we just booked a trip to Thailand. Nice. Yeah. So, but it makes you a different person uh-huh. because you see extreme opulence. Uh-huh. You, Dubai was just gold everything. I didn't think it was that much gold in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then on the across the street, you see poverty mm-hmm. or, you know, standing in mounds of trash, trying to find some trash to sell to somebody for something. Mm-hmm. So it makes you a different person. It makes you humble. Uh, we have to be careful anywhere that we travel in the world. You know, there's a big upheaval. Yes. That's going on. You got to be careful. But again, you got to be careful going to the grocery store. because That's right. Somebody will shoot you in the Walmart. Mm-hmm. That's right. But there's joy on the other side. There's beautiful things. So I'm going to ask you some fun questions in closing. Because okay. I want to ask these questions of my guests. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, Myrna Love, what appliance would you be? The refrigerator. 
Why would you be the refrigerator? Because I get open and I'm closed. <laughs> really? I just want to chill. <laughs> I just want to keep it fresh. I want to chill or freeze out. <laughs> One or the other. If you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you choose to be? A rose. Mm. Why? A rose. Because the beauty, I, I, I would be expressing beauty to them. And I come in different colors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you got the thorns to keep the bad people away and I got the thorns I can get you <laughs> exactly I think I'd be a tulip okay because when the tulips bloom they you know they just wild they just go anywhere and everywhere I love all of that if you were an animal what animal would you be and why I think I would be a lion Ooh. I think I would be a lion because a lion is unstoppable. So a lioness, how about that? A lioness, just brave, bold, yeah. dominating. Are you a predator? I wouldn't consider myself a predator. Girl, I ask this woman, I, I ask these questions all the time because it gives a little bit of an insight to what people think about themselves. Mm -hmm. So I, she asked me, I told her I'd be an elephant. And she said, why? I said, because they're big, they're strong, they're, you know, they eat very well, they travel in packs, they're good parents, they never forget, you know, and they can crush you if they had to. So I <laughs> her, she told me she'd be a snake. Okay. And I said, well, really? I said, tell me why. She said, because I like to go in low. I know when to strike. I can, you know, I can grab my prey and digest it. Um, and then I shared. And you know, I hired her. Because sometimes you need a snake. I didn't want to be a snake. <laughs> but but knowing that insight, and this is what she thought of herself, not what other people thought of her, but what she thought uh -huh. of herself. Uh -huh. That was that was great. So it, it's interesting to, you know, kind of ask way out questions, but this is what people think about themselves spontaneously. Uh -huh. In closing, what do you want your legacy to be, Myrna Love? I want my legacy to be, if I were to leave here, I would want people to know that their success is within them. So my legacy would be to empower. I want people to be empowered. And they have to find it within themselves. It's not a material legacy. That's for my family. What I would want to be, I, my, my legacy would want I, empowerment. One word, empowerment. Well, that's a big $25 word. You know, and again, empowerment comes from inward. That's right. You can give them the tools, you can give them the options, but like you said in the beginning of the interview, you can't make nobody do nothing. That's right. You gotta show up, you gotta do the work, you gotta have integrity, you gotta smell like a rose, you gotta be as cool as a refrigerator, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have integrity, and you gotta know how to run a household. All That's of those right. 
things and then some, and that's what Myrna Love does. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you if they're looking for Airbnb, they want a copy of the book, if they want some insurance products or some education on that, how do they uh, reach out and touch you? Brains, the best way to reach out and touch me is via social media. Like, like you, like everyone else, our, our devices are always close by. So if I hear a ding, I will look. So on social media, you can meet, uh, contact me on my personal page at Myrna Mills Love. On my fan page, I call my fan page, Intentional Living with Myrna. On Instagram, Myrna Love. And on uh, for um, Airbnb, I have a Legacy Property Solutions uh, Instagram and Facebook page as well. We are going to put the main contact at the end of the interview. And do you have like Linktree? I don't. Okay. We'll put uh, the other information in the show notes because I definitely want them to contact you. Brains, go in, take a look at your risk. That's what insurance is. It is to offset risk. Okay, that, that's what they do. Go in, look at it. Um, you know, some people say, well, when I'm dead, I don't care. But you've worked your whole entire life, care. And you know, folks is gonna fight over the, the refrigerator, over the TV. <clears throat> it's gonna be a hot mess. So why don't you go ahead and streamline that, make it easy, make the investment now while you can, put your living will and trust, all your documents in order, and any extra money that you have, uh, go on a great vacation. All right? Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for being here on the edge. Brains, I need you to go and do something for me. Pretty please. I need you to go in and love, like, share, and subscribe. Love, like, share, and subscribe. And leave a comment, good, bad, or indifferent. This is how we grow, okay? I'm not thin-skinned, okay? I, I got skin like an alligator. I made an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever it is, I want it to be right. I want it to be right for you, and I want to give you what you need because I care about you. I love you. Thank you so much, Myrna. You are the best. Thank you, and you are as well. All right. Bye, Brains. Have a good day. God bless.